0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Brian Topher, Principal Architect of Topher Architecture, and you are listening to New Books Architecture, a podcast channel in the New Books Network dedicated to architecture and its publications. If you have any suggestions on authors who you'd love to hear me speak with next, feel free to send me an email at Betofer at topherarchitecture.com. Today's guest is Michael Merrill to talk about his book, Louis Kahn, The Importance of a Drawing. Michael is the director of research at the Institute for Building Typology at the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology in Germany. Michael, thank you very much for being here with me today, and welcome to the show.
0: Well, Brian, um, thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, I'm uh, excited to talk with you about the book.
1: Oh, same here. So before we begin, though, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
0: Well, um, although I live here in Germany, I am uh, born and raised in California. Santa Barbara is my home, and I grew up sort of drawing and um, considering uh, if I was going to get into either art or architecture. And I sort of took a side trip to illustration. I studied architecture. And um, then after my graduation, I ended up uh, getting on a grand tour to Europe, which ended up uh, getting me stuck over here for the rest of my life. And I have uh, practiced here um, in various offices. I've also practiced uh, with a partner. We've had an office for some time. And that got me into teaching some time ago. And um, I've been teaching here in Karlsruhe and in Darmstadt before that. And um, that teaching, maybe combined with the drawing experience, was something that got me going on um, using Lewis Kahn as a, um, a sort of an avatar or a case study for my students. And I did a project about 10 years ago where I took one uh, unbuilt project, the Dominican Mother House, and uh, used it as a as a uh, case study in, in designing. And that got me st- a, a research grant for a larger project, which led to this book on on um, a much larger and collaborative study of Kahn's work of uh, drawing.
1: Interesting. And so, kind of jumping right in. So, you know of course, Louis Kahn happens. You know, very famous. Anyone who's gone through any amount of architecture school is probably familiar. Even those outside the field, which is very rare. And they're always, you know, I've, I've heard many different focuses about him. And so, one thing I, w- I really want to talk about with your book is it's very clear that you know, it's, it's even right in the title. This is about his views on graphics and his drawings, et cetera. And so I'm curious, I think I heard you hint at it a little bit. You know, where did that start? Why, why is that subject something you felt
0: to, that we wanted
1: to talk about?
0: Um, well, first of all, I guess maybe this book has has three goals. Um, the first is, uh, as you said, Khan is just this uh, iconic figure in architecture. and. Um, I guess you write a book because you're always, you don't write a book because you're satisfied with everything that's there. You feel that something's missing. And I thought there are a lot of books on Khan. And, um, but um, once you've seen his drawings, they allow you to go places that these other books do not. And I wanted, that's something that has been interesting for me, first as an architect, um, and secondly as a teacher of design. Um, They I think Paul Clay said something like, um um, form. Paul Clay was very into into process. He said, uh the form is when you see the form, the form is already dead. Um it's the process, is the interesting part. And um and so that was um we know a lot of cons buildings, everybody. Anybody who's studied architecture in the last 50 years um, has probably seen the Salk Institute and the Kimball Art Museum and his buildings in India and Bangladesh and, and whatnot. And they know them fairly well, but um, the drawings tell you all sorts of things that you don't see in the buildings that are either hidden or sort of sort of submerged or got lost along the way they also tell a student a lot about the process of, uh, of designing and, and um, encouraging in certain ways because Khan himself is not, um, they sort of debunk the myth of, of, you know, the magic sketch that, that gets translated into a <laughs> rendering. And um, that's something that I wanted to, uh, to show with Khan. And um and that's a very
1: interesting point so i kind of have two questions on that i guess not one isn't a question again so i guess for those listening all books on architecture graph have graphics however i will make the case that this one is very graphic heavy and so those listening are going to miss out on some and probably need to go grab it to see the graphics. but you bring up a good point in that when you look through there's a lot of great images and it shows a lot of early process and you know it's interesting cuz Louis Kahn is such a famous architect but these sketches I have to admit look like what I would see from a student or kind of an average mortal architect. Yeah. And so that's that, that is an interesting point you bring up.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. the the, guys,
1: the question I have from that is, you know, again I hinted at, at when I one of my design fundamental classes I teach, we every project is based on drawing type. And so this book is actually organized based on drawing types. And so I guess maybe we could start right at, you know, the idea of the section. You know, it, it, it from what I could gather going through the book, you know, he, Louis Kahn really did have an interesting viewpoint on each drawing type that is kind of our standard set of tools.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's... Um, so on the one hand, we're, we're using drawings to look at Louis Kahn and find out more about this very important architect. And then on the other hand... Um, Kahn is a case study for us to look at architectural drawing in general. So his um, sort of practice of making, um, which is very rich, um, becomes sort of a, uh, a model or a mirror for us to think about our own ways of thinking. And um, I wanted to show um, how drawing is, um, is a way of seeing. It's a way of thinking and finding out um, that drawings. Although it's you can't really uh, you'd be pressed to find hardcore causality between drawing types. That the drawing types have um, have something like uh, that that you would call affordances or propensities um, to the work um, that they're. They they have uh, they awake our designer's intelligence in in different ways, and um, that's something that is important for an architect to to reflect on. I think, and um, it's a way of getting unstuck as a tip for students. <laughs> hey, you know, why don't you uh, you've been working a lot on that plan? Why don't you uh, try a section or um, it's. Also, I wanted to show Khan. Um, Khan has this incredibly rich um, repertoire of drawing. He grows up. He becomes this. Uh, he gets a neo Ecole de Beaux Arts um, education at Penn, and um, but he's constantly adding to his to his toolbox throughout his career. He never stops. He's a he's a he's a lifelong student, and so he's always adding new methods the axonometric the he gets into perspectives he changes his media and um i think in that way he's sort of exemplary because um you know not every architect uh, is that is that curious and um,
1: <laughs> well it's, it's worth mentioning you, you you bring up a good point about you know exploring all the different drawing types to try to get unstuck or maybe focus you know again of course he has thousands of quotes and quite a few of them are in the book You know, but he has a very, and I won't, I'll paraphrase, you know, there's a very famous quote of his about how if you have a great design and then you hire an amazing engineer to figure out lighting and ventilation and all that, you've already failed. And it's an interesting point because I can't speak for every architect, but I know as a practicing architect, many buildings tend to be kind of designed in one silo given to engineers to finish it. And so I guess the overall question I'm asking is, was that attitude kind of present in all of his work, all of his drawings?
0: Uh, yeah, I wanted, that's one of the sections. I you know, The book is too big to go through everything, but um, the, the, there are, for example, this one sort of the book in the book where we look at the design types, you know, the orthographic design uh, drawings and the, the perspectives and axonometrics. And then there's another um, entire section. It's about, um, so it's called Drawing Together, um, which is about collaboration in drawings. And there I want to show, um, here's another sort of myth debunking of the, the lone genius. Um, and I wanted to show what how reliant Khan was. He was always leading, but he always needed his associates. He always, um, his, they're very much collaborative works and He's, um, he's always looking to be challenged by uh, his, uh, his engineers and his, his collaborators. And um, so that's something that's fascinating. And that's how the buildings, you, you can watch them in this process part. That's how they get good. You know, they, they get sort of broken open or there's always this process of translating um, his sketch. The associate hardlines it he loosens it up again and this is back and forth and the engineer, um, is, is there to, to put in his word. And, um, so that's another thing you can follow in the drawings and, um, and show us the exemplary and I think in his practice,
1: I agree. And so a little earlier in, in this interview, you had mentioned that, you know, again, his sketches were very loose and they needed a lot of work, but often, you have you've, you've made a good case quite a few times that there's a lot of information present in his process and his drawings that doesn't maybe get as translated as literally in the building and so i guess of course there's plenty of them but i mean is there an example you could share with us to maybe elaborate on that thought a little more
0: uh, uh, an example of a uh, of something that doesn't get realized in the building or um not as much realized you had mentioned that a lot of his Fi- even his final
1: construction projects, there's a lot of stuff in his drawings and his process that you might not notice at first unless you ah, spend as much yes. time digging around the archives, yes. which you clearly have.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I, I use one bi- one example. Um, I think a lot of architects um, know Salk Institute, and that's one of the... And that's just... If you've ever been there, it's, it's this wonderful... Um, master builder's demonstration of, of how you do things, you know, how you build concrete, how you, um, the plaza, um, how everything's put together, how it fits in the landscape and um, and how it works, how it's just sort of rationally worked. And I, um, there's an interesting, um anthropologist, his name is uh, Ingold, um, and he wrote a book, it's called uh, uh, Lines, A Brief History. And uh, it's a history of lines. And I think, well, so if you visit visit, um, Salk Institute and if you're an architect, you look at all these lines, you'll be looking at the formwork, you'll be looking at the travertine, you'll be looking at um, sort of the lines that uh, the tartan grid upon which it's based. And so there's this whole parliament of lines coming together for this for this drawing you know the biggest line is this central axis which goes out to the horizon and um and they're all there and it's all very um of course it had to be that way um but if you go through the drawings in the archives you'll see that each one of these lines um was worked upon and and he was always uh, you know Kant's Famous for asking the thing what it wants to be, and so you have this feeling that these lines are not imposed; they're not willed upon the project. They're, they're each one of them is discovered, and they're and they're made to intertwine with each other. So that's this whole world of, uh, of, of thinking the building from this sort of this scale, which is you know on the cosmic down to the the width of a pencil. Um, um, that's what you can, it's, it's, you know, you can spend months in the archives looking at stuff like that.
1: <laughs> and you, so you, of course you mentioned, I think you're referring to his very famous quote of asking a brick what it wants to be and it wants to be an arch. And so uh, you, what, am I understanding that you said that maybe he hasn't as literally quoted for every material, but he often had that conversation internally with everything he worked
0: with? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's asking the room where it wants to, what is it? He has all these quotes. He's, he's very, um, um, Michael Benedict talked about that in in his project, I think, with you too. And he's he's very, um, you know, he anthropomorphizes uh, the the rooms, you know, the rooms, uh, you know, the rooms each have a will and they want, you know, they ask each other where they want to be within the society of rooms and the plan. And uh, so he's, you know, the concrete has an order that has to be, discovered and uh and so does the wood and so he's constantly you know going through that and you'll that's what he's doing in his drawings and that's something you can you can follow
1: very interesting and again of course i don't want to kind of quiz and talk about every single quote in the book but i know another one that really caught my attention is uh you know he actually you know he there's actually a quote of him talking about the idea of rendering you know, a, a very well-done perspective of a building, kind of the the selling point for any architectural project. Whereas, you know, Khan is, is heard to have said that rendering, we shouldn't do renderings because it's kind of a glamorous, seductive selling point. I was wondering yeah, Khan, if you could elaborate on that a little bit for us.
0: Yeah, Khan is, um, well, the, it's actually, it's interesting, um, you are know, writing about the perspectives. On the mm-hmm. one hand, um, you know, Khan grew up, in this Ecole de Beaux-Arts school where the perspective played almost no role at all. It was uh, one spoke to each other in orthographic drawings. They were rendered, they were beautiful, but the perspective was was almost like musicians. You know, here, I'll show you my score. Um, I don't have to play it. You know what it sounds like, right? And um, so on the one hand, Kahn was, um, you might say, skeptical of the perspective. But on the other hand, Kahn just loved to draw, and um, in sort of those hard Scrabble years where he, around the Depression, where he was looking for work, um, you can see he's he's drawing renderings for other uh, perspective renderings, and they're quite beautiful for other architects. And he, you know, all the perspectives from his office—they're all from him. Uh, Maybe somebody would have pulled them out. Um, you know, constructed them by hand, but he would have done the final one with his with his touch because he loved to draw. But he didn't see the perspective as um, as a it wasn't generative. It was um, it was more of a of a proof. It was more of something to show the client. Or um, he was finding out the things. Maybe a model might take the place of a perspective, or even later he would he was drawing these huge sections through the site, where you you know some of them are about fifteen feet long, you know, and um and uh, you know you can really just almost walk into these sections, and um, so that might have for certain projects uh, replaced a perspective.
1: Very interesting, and again, as we've hinted, of of course, there's so much more we could cover. I. I I would not want to keep you here for the next few days talking about everything in this this book. But so I guess uh, what I would like to talk about is, so, you know, what I ask almost everyone is, you know, since the book has been finished, you know, what is is the project you've then moved on to and what have you been Mm -hmm. kind of occupying yourself with?
0: uh, Recovering from the book. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) 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 Well, actually... um, I, I should probably mention this. Um, this book was, um, was, uh, you know, it's not like everybody gets a chance to do a book like this. You have to spend, I spent months in the archives in Pennsylvania um, with these drawings and I spent, you know, years uh, on the book and gathering together. That we have to mention this, this fantastic, uh, Team of of authors, these co-authors who all um, you know contributed to this to this book and um, the archi- with also working um, with the architectural archives at the University of Pennsylvania, which is which is just a fantastic uh, institution. And um, so that all had to be paid for by somebody, and that somebody was uh, they called the Deutsche Forschungsgemeinschaft, which means the German Research Foundation. And um, they gave me a grant and paid my salary while I was doing this. And um, so then they basically, um, I have now been given the uh, a follow up grant to um, sort of the question was, what about the models? And I said, well, what about the models? Yeah, and um, it's 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 sort of the missing uh, the the missing sequel. Um, Talking about means and methods. And um, and so that, there's a, uh, it's going to be, it's not going to be as big as this book. Um, there's going to be a, a more compact study of the models that are in, in Kahn's archive, which became also a really uh, important um, tool for him. So that's one thing I'm going to be doing. The other thing I'm, yeah, I'm also thinking about. Um, on the one hand, you know, is just being with all these wonderful drawings and um, is also uh, considering how I'm going to be building this into the curriculum at, at our university, is maybe um, wondering um, how drawing might be helpful right now. Um, I mean, you know that yourself as a teacher that um, – the curriculum is tends to be so crowded, um, and um, and drawing is something that I don't know how it works with you, but it's something that you get going uh, hand drawing. Um, as a, I guess the problem w- interesting today is um, uh, working. Digital in digital drawing or or hand drawing, um, both of them require a lot of learning, and so one tends to crowd the other one out. And um, which, um, if you look at the book, it, it um, my idea is that um, you know because different types, different tools have their different affordances. Um, you know the best tool isn't always the newest tool, and hand drawing has um, a lot of uh, a lot of virtues that um, I think we would be at a loss if they if they would disappear. And um, and realizing that they're realizing that is is how how might one uh, better integrate um, drawing uh, in education and, and architects' education again? And I'm I'm kind of trying to think of ways uh, that that we might do that.
1: Very interesting. Uh, yes, as I told you before we started this, I, I teach a lot of first-year students, and that's all hand drawings. And and often, we have to prove why we're doing that when nice computer technology exists.
0: <laughs> so, Yeah, my, my, you know, it's funny, uh, my experience is, I, I've had some first semester, uh, I've taught uh, several years first semester too, and my, everybody so like, hey, why are you doing that? They're going to be on the computer. And so, and my experience is um, um, that teaching digital natives um, hand drawing is something that they really like. They really appreciate it. It's um, it's uh, it's a turn on, you know, to get there. And I think there's you sort of I don't know. Uh, you see, there's a certain hunger for. Uh, sort of non-digital things um these days i know that in photography photog- i know a lot of people who've, done, who've grown up in digital photography are now totally turned on by and you know, they're all buying up these last rolls of analog film and <laughs> going around and saying hey this is great and so, yeah, so, and it's it, get, it gets you into a different way of thinking you know and that's healthy i think And um, so I'm I'm all for complexity and uh, and uh, you know ambiguity and all these wonderful things that that hand drawing you know puts in the mix.
1: Both sound very interesting. Maybe someday we'll talk again. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Well, I want I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me today.
0: Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with me.
1: And for everyone listening, the book is Louis Kahn, The Importance of a Drawing. I want to thank my listeners for listening, and have a great day.
0: Well, thank you. Have a great day.